Welcome to Polymuse, guys. We've got a great jam-packed, action-packed, slammer-jammer of a show for you tonight. We are working our way through our music review where we whittle down the discography of System of a Down. Down to our 14-track S-tier rank Desert Island mixtape. I do all this here with my cousin Michael, your yeah, friend and ours. Kicking it over to him to give you some more intro to the show. What intro do you got for to him, the Michael? Show. Got him an intro for the show or what? Well, yeah, today we're doing you do. track 10 Terrific. people off of System of a Down's self-titled debut album. Okay. And we'll also be doing track 11, Cube Earth, mm-hmm. off of the self-titled album. Terrific. These are very memorable songs. Not really. These are not necessarily... You get into a part on this album where there's a bunch of songs that are not quite as memorable not quite as like you think of sugar you immediately hear the riff and think of the concept somebody is like which one is darts which one is cubert which one is peephole like this album there's a few they kind of stacked some of the less formed ideas maybe towards the end of the album to us especially these are very you know we didn't get these until much later this was not in our first batch of system of down songs that we heard mm-hmm. you know we were kind of sharing music at the time and we did not get these full albums so mm-hmm. these were just tracks that we very much missed towards the back end until later when we were always had war we had suggestions we had sugar had johnny had science and shimmy but we did not have cubert we did not have peephole we're gonna go through them we're gonna see what makes them unique what makes them special we're gonna pick them out tell you what they're about what they sound like we're gonna play them for you as well peephole if you recall it is kind of a more unique track on here it's kind of got that it's way more it's so far removed from anything that you would call metal and it's just so close to some kind of like hurdy-gurdy folk music of some kind that i'm not an expert on so i can't exactly pinpoint (laughs) the exact influence that we're going for but it's it's something it's not pop music it's not it's the most similar to some kind of archaic foreign kind of music that they're being influenced by you could do Would you agree f- with that yeah you could do almost a formal dance to part of it it's like a waltz it's like a, a waltz it is a waltz. square it's, dance mm-hmm. yeah. these are all come to mind we're not quite hitting the nail on the head here but these are the the moods that peephole evokes as a song so it is certainly unique it's almost like spiders was kind of the power ballad and peephole was kind of like the one where they just go straight ahead for like we said some kind of square dance waltz and some right. kind of weirdo time signature thing that we got going on here i think it's a cool experiment i think it had to be on the album and i think it's cool and it's just it's not one of the ones you always think of and remember as like one of the core important like concepts of system of a down that you kind of reflect on as as i get older it's like it's just not memorable well it's definitely more of an instrumental piece i consider than a lyrical we don't even get any lyrics until you know any vocal parts until about 45 seconds in and it's a four minute song we do have a chorus that's repeated over and over and and beat to death and in my mind i get stuck in the sky Don't you ever get stuck in the sky. Get stuck on the chorus, that's for sure. Yeah. So to me, it's very much a show of instrumental display more than vocals. Mm -hmm. And what, though? It's about being high and getting stuck being high. It's did you ever get stuck in the sky when you're high? It just seems like I don't know if there's a hidden message to this at all or if they really just had a song about a bad trip, basically. Well, sober life isn't great. So perhaps being high is is better. Okay. And there are footnotes in the <laughs> album that suggest that, you know, marijuana is better than alcohol or cigarettes. Okay. You know, it's a better, it's not as harmful. Perhaps a, you know, being high isn't 
the worst thing that you could be doing. But don't you ever get stuck in the sky. <laughs> don't you ever get stuck in the sky when you're high. So that was a weird song. I think I'll say peephole, maybe. It does remind you of the word people, but it also, to me, is kind of like when you take a psychedelic drug and it's like you get a glimpse, like you're looking through a peephole into another dimension, like looking through the sky and all that. Very trippy song. You got the weird, like, screeching, like, animal noises, vocalizations in there. Like we said, very strange lead guitar parts, very strange rhythms that just evoke all kinds of old-fashioned styles of music that you're not used to hearing out of metal song or a pop song. Yeah, uh, I have the exact footnote real quick here. British's New Science <laughs> magazine, under political repressure, purported and confirmed that marijuana is safer than either alcohol or tobacco. That's the footnote in the uh, the album jacket there, just so you know. And these are the same. Each track on the album has a little footnote that accompanies the lyrics in the album booklet. And that is kind of the the background, not necessarily the background information, but clarifying. Some of them make it less clarifying, but a clarifying <laughs> quote or statement to kind of just show what the political message of the song is, essentially, is to specifically reinforce the activism element of some of these pieces of music. And so that is apparently the political motivation of this. Not quite sure that the poetry in there itself signifies that signifies it, <laughs> argues for it necessarily, not even signify it, let alone argue or advocate for that in any form or fashion. Capacity. It is kind of a little banger there, kind of a little weirdo banger there. Yeah, I enjoy it. My favorite line at the beginning of that second verse is, when your moon is fake and your mermaids cry. How about that? I don't. How about that? <laughs> it's like, what about that? Take them or leave them, bro. My mermaids, I'll keep them around here like that. <laughs> Still weird. Weird. Moon way. is fake. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> so don't ever believe that you're stuck in the sky. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe. It's just a trip. It's just an illusion. It's just a small glimpse. It's just a little peephole into something that may or may not even be real so don't you get stuck in the sky please so what is your grade for people it's too weird and it's too where long. you're not gonna it's too long it's too long i like weird songs i like experimental songs but it's to the point where it's like it's like jarring kind of unsettling and of which is why you listen to system of a down that's part of their art is making unsettling sounds or imagery even melodies some of the time they very sometimes use dissonant melodies what i'm going for it's one of those type of songs where it's just it's a icky song michael icky song gets you a <laughs> c plus c plus oh i gave it a b minus so i'm not too far off there you go we could have shortened it a little bit tweaked a few pieces here and there to make it certainly more <sighs> listenable so leaning towards that c i gave it a b minus okay we're moving on to the nostalgia corner of polymuse land over here so system of a down came out in 1998 and we're going to hit you with some other kind of bring you into the time period of 1998 what do you got for us tonight on the Nostalgia Corner, this week's edition of 1998? Yeah, just because our next track here, Qbert, is kind of referencing the video game. There you go. So we want to hit you with a few things here to, to kind of remind you of 98. We're the top toy. What's cuter time. than Qbert? Furby. Furby. <laughs> <laughs> we looked each other in the eyes and 
knew in our hearts that that was the correct answer to yeah. my you? rhetorical question. Yeah. Did you have a Furby? I eventually had a Furby. I remember they were prohibitively expensive. That was not yes. the year they came out for Christmas. There was zero chance of getting one for Christmas that year because they were just scalped on the black market yeah. to the point of unaffordability. They made people nervous. They <laughs> yeah. People believed that they had a recording device inside of them, yep. which I the jury is still out. I'm not sure. Did they, in fact, record the voices of the Furby owners? Because the idea was they would get smarter. If you talk to it, it would stop talking like a two-year-old <laughs> and start talking whatever. Yeah. I don't think that was the case. And then <laughs> people were, were afraid. Smart. I remember specifically they were banned from airports and things like that because of fears that they were being used as a spying. Now there's spying devices everywhere. <laughs> Now you just bring an Alexa straight into your damn bedroom with you. <laughs> but at the time, people were afraid of Furbies. I had like a special Christmas Furby that I got as a gift. So it was red. It was like a special color. Wow. And I'd talk in the damn closet all night. Talk to you at and night. And start and hear something and it would, would get activate hungry. automatically. Yeah. It <laughs> had to tell you about night. it. Oh yeah. my goodness. What I, a creep show. I think both of my brothers had one. So I think we had three that would talk, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. You fed it by like putting your finger in its mouth and like that's a weird <laughs> like touched its tongue or something it's like a mammal but it has a beak and like bird like features very strange yeah. well also that year i mean it was a time of oreo cereal terrible cereal yeah sorry that hit michael doesn't like the matrix i don't like oreo cereal <laughs> this, this just became controversial controversial <laughs> opinion corner instead of whatever i said retro corner yeah nostalgia avenue well also of note 98 is when pokemon red and blue first hit the united states Terrific. for your game boy and i was never the same well none of us ever still were. haven't re recovered <laughs> from the <laughs> Hours so I've spent addicted to that game. I went yeah. to PA, Pokemon Addicts Recovery, <laughs> and Pokemon Anonymous. So kicked the habit, but that was like, how did they... Best marketing ever of all time. I mean, the amount of merchandising yeah. dollars made off of a single... You know, a pair of Japanese video games. Used to collect all the toys and the little plastic Pokeballs. Played the hell out of the card game. Watched every episode of the show. We were very much involved. Never getting those hours back. The no. games were good. The show was terrible. The video game is great. Yeah, like a, a terrific well. RPG that will always be a really, really good RPG game. And then, no, the show is... Digimon is a good show. Pokemon is for babies. <laughs> the show. I haven't show watched Digimon in a long time. <laughs> they have personalities and there's like stakes involved and it's not just blasting up again. It's like, <laughs> okay, see you next week. What like, was the other one that came along? Monster Rancher? Do you that remember one, that? Oh, yeah. Of course. I was the prime demographic victim <laughs> of these marketing campaigns. Yes, they got my money on that too. I also... Not, you know, cards, games, toys. Pretty similar, identically similar concept. <laughs> Not as cool as Pokemon. The era of the Mons. There were many more than that. It's all Japanese media was being imported all at once. As long as it was about, like, miniature monsters that could be controlled by children. Essentially, that's the concept. A child can control Godzilla or something. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> it just went, I mean, it never stopped. It's just a genre. It's just an empire. Yeah. Those were the times. Sum it all. Wrinkle it all back. Bring it all bundled back to the top. Sure. These are not very memorable system of a down tracks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember which one Qbert is and which one Dart is and which one Pluck is. Well, we I just d- spun off of Qbert yeah. into let's talk about Furbies. And now we're going to, you got some more Qbert, <laughs> hit them, but well, we're going to play the song. So I never played much Qbert. I played some Qbert. You're like a little orange guy with a nose on a pyramid. You can go like diagonally onto the different layers of the pyramid. Yeah. And I do think there's like snakes and maybe a couple other things that are trying to kill you. You're trying to change the colors of all the blocks on the pyramid and they change when you jump on them. So you got to go all the way up and all the way down and hit each block, not get killed. And if he gets killed, he goes and it shows like a swear word speech bubble and that is his catchphrase Qbert's catchphrase is like all the asterisk at some, like you know when they do yeah. a fake curse word and it, oh, yeah, think, yeah. Ah, it's that's his catchphrase i'd like so. that you specify he has a nose an he orange has guy a with big a nose. orange nose he's a cute little Qbert. <laughs> here's another thing about it though the game is spelled with a q it's right. q and then the star symbol and yeah. then b-e-r-t this is spelled c-u-b-e then lowercase r-t which i'm not sure why they spelled it strangely like that to separate the word cube because r-t doesn't mean anything on its own so it's not like it's two meanings it's like one and a half meanings maybe we don't know but i think that it is really a video game metaphor i think it there are a few lyrics in here that do kind of seem like they are just talking about the arcade game itself and not necessarily they are leading you there to remember the video game on purpose yeah and this could very much incorporate that into this i think it's very much about unique people are rare it's very weird cliche people organs rare corn everywhere canned so corny canned. right it's just very much people are following what they're told people are kind of pigeonholed into followers more than leaders i think and kind of working your way up to the the top of the social pyramid or social construct like I think the cubert pyramid yeah kind of the general the general feeling for this quick less than two minute track here kind of a cool riff kind of interesting but like it's just not one that the concept really fits the title or really matches the whole thing that they're creating it just feels unfinished in a way where it could have been narrowed into a specific concept or a more clear metaphor some kind of more memorable title perhaps spell it the other way the real cubert way so we know that it's specific or not or i get that it's you know a reference or possibly not even but that's kind of a weird one you could try to think of the track list off the top of your head and you would never come up with Cuber. You would just have a blank space. You'd be like, what's the other song on here? You would not remember. Yeah, this isn't memorable to me at all. So what do you grade Cuber? C minus. C minus. That's harsh. Got him. But that's what I give it to. So. Oh. <laughs> I, I was thinking about just Ding this song out. I Dinging them. Just flopping it. Considering like a D is something you're probably just skipping when it comes on. Yeah, we don't really even need F really. That's kind of what I figure. If it's D, you're just like, I'm not going to listen to it at all. F is like, I'm I'm skipping it and I'm yeah. like purposefully pointing out that this is a bad song. Yeah. If asked and I don't like it, parts of it lyrically or instrumentally and it's just a headache for me to think about, I consider, you know. That's an F. That's kind of, I think we're kind of there. Yeah, we don't give out many yeah. of these because we're not reviewing. But you're halfway <laughs> there, Qbert. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually think I'll just D this one. Cool. So we're still working on our tier list, getting that Desert Island mixtape. We got a couple more songs on the self-titled System of a Down debut album. We'll be covering each album in a row, each track in a row, picking out, whittling them down, essentially, is what we do here on the Poly News Experience. And I love doing it. It's a blast. I love reviewing music. I love giving you our reactions, our interpretations, our nostalgia, and hitting you with some great tunes and in between it all and michael why don't you tell him good night for me because i gotta hit the road 
And that's how the marble hits the meat stick. Take we'll see you next episode. We love you.